Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. You know a lot of headaches are correlated with the top of your spine, next to your skull. When those bones want to lock up, what happens is it can block the nerve that goes from your spine into your head, causing headaches, sometimes causing problems with ears such as pressure in the ear or ringing in the ear, along with eye pressure, eye blurriness, along with even TMJ. Can we actually look at the neck itself versus take medications as a source of problem and over time fix it by making the bones in your spine looser and also make the muscle around the spine looser and also stronger over time? That point your body can heal from the headaches. Headaches don't come back, so that point become headache free versus trying to cover up with medications. Our job as chiropractors is to make sure we can do that over time. In this talk, we'll discuss the cause of headaches, the different causes, also exercise how to heal the headaches and heal in your spine. Headaches don't come back. All right, enjoy the talk, my friends. Again, the talk, it's health. The show notes has the actual links to the actual exercise we talked about in the talk today, along with links to our previous podcast shows, along with this video. At that point, watch the video, listen, keep yourself headache-free, even neck pain-free. Enjoy the week, and we'll see you next week. Chiropractor being a doctor, I have to tell you the right stuff. I'm bound by law as a doctor. You can sue me. You can report me to the state board if you wanted to. Okay. A lot of it is how do we really focus on getting the body healthy from the inside out. What that means to us is how do we look at the spine as a cause of concern. We talk about injuries, symptoms, what have you, so overall your body can heal properly. Okay. That other form I gave you, the other sheet, is this one here. This is the effects of spinal alignment, misalignments. At the very top, you can read that row, it talks about C1 nerve root nerve under vertebrae, all the way through C4, C5, C6, C7, and talks about in there headaches and neck pain and ear pain and things like that. So we talk about problems with the spine, it doesn't just affect pain around the neck, or headaches also affects other conditions that can be treated that would be considered normal treatment through uh, medical doctors, and through, like you talked about earlier, medications. Okay. So with the neck, we want to see is what's going on. And the first part we talk about here is what's your health history in the first part. Okay. Do you have any previous trauma going on? Any previous accidents or sports injuries when you were a kid? Okay. Or even recently as an adult? Are you playing um, roller hockey now? Okay. Whatever you're doing, can that cause injury? Yes. Can it cause injuries where you feel it 15, 20 years ago or 20, 20 years down the line? Yes, too. So those things can build up over time. You can build up scar tissue to cause bone spurs, cause arthritis. You can look at your overall history and see where you are. Give me one second. Yep, come on in. Hi. Actually, you can grab a seat right back there. I'll move this out of the way for you. Good, good. Go ahead. Thank you. Sure. Well, sort of funny about what you said is there's, there's the accident thing that causes some immediate problem, and then they're sitting at a desk job for 60 years uh, in, a, in a badly balanced chair with your right arm on a computer mouse. And, well, and that's and, more and of the for, work you know, job, for, too. For, literally for 60 years, and then uh, probably spending two hours a day, five days a week driving in a in a car, and it can misalign so many things. And that's this, this charge is great for helping you figure out just where the 
where when, the problem is. And that's the gradual non-traumatic injuries that can occur over time. Yeah. That like boiling water, you don't realize the water is boiling until it starts catching bubbling, but it's warming up the whole time. Yeah, Your spine under sedentary stress, sitting for long periods of time, causing abnormal positionings, being a chef working over a counter too as a cashier, all that can cause an injury. Also with um, driving too. A lot of people don't realize, well, I sit at a desk only an hour a day, but it takes me two hours to get to work every day. <laughs> yes. Okay, each way. On a Friday, maybe three hours. A lot of it is, what are you doing throughout the day if you don't have an injury or trauma before, a traumatic injury, that can help your body want to heal and stay back here where you have good posture, good structure, or are you doing this all day at a computer, at a desk, driving, so your body actually over time becomes sedentarily and becomes more stressed that way. Okay. The second part we just talked about is posture. What's good posture? Okay. Everyone's different with posture, right? When I stand up straight exactly, I want to have my heels, say against the wall, I have a video on this, against the wall, my heels, hips, shoulder, and head, so my body is as straight as the wall is. Hopefully you have a, wall, you have a straight wall at home or here. Okay. That should be your posture overall where that feels normal to you. If it doesn't, you have to figure out why. This is a way to figure out for yourself and analyze yourself where your body should be. If your head, shoulders, lower back, hips, and heels do not touch the wall where your body's relaxed, then where's the tightness? Is it here? Is it the lower back? Is it the hips? Is it the, is it the actual thighs? If it's tight here because your body is naturally fuller, you're trying to come back against the wall, it's going to tighten up here and also in the upper back where it's naturally here, it can't pull back here because that's not a normal range of motion for your body. Okay, We want to make sure with your own assessments, where am I standing and also where am I sitting? So if I sit in my chair, is this comfortable for me? Where I'm back here like this, that's comfortable. I'm sorry, that's not good for you. <laughs> okay, That'll cause a problem in the future where it'll make your back weak when you get up. You can over time go to pick up a pencil and your back goes up. Or over time you start having arm numbness, tingling, burning down the arm, mm. like you can read through that chart too. Okay? Again, grab things that happen over time. The biggest thing with posture sitting, people ask me all the time, is sit in the first third of the chair, knees bent to where your knees are below your hips, and feet if possible behind you underneath, or on the sides where your body's more upright on the front of the chair versus back here on the back of the ischial tuberosity, back of your glutes. Okay, you want to be on the front part where your body's able to maintain an upright posture that maintains lower back strength, upper back strength and shoulders behind you here, versus here where the shoulders round forward and come forward with your body. Okay, any questions about that? Well, the trouble is that the back like that, you can't reach the keyboard and you can barely see the screen without your glasses. You have the adjustings to your body. Not adjust you to the things or computer monitor or laptop, adjust your body. Realize just a second ago, too, if my body's like this, better. Or my, my chin's backwards over my shoulders, my ears, the midline of my, of, my, of my sleeve, my shoulders are back behind me, too. If I come forward here, it makes the shoulder roll forward, makes the neck tighten up in the spine here, which pushes your head forward this way. This is improper because the spine is meant to maintain a curve coming backwards. You kind of show in the model here what I mean by that. Here's a model of a normal spine. 
to where you have the bone below and bone above. Okay, make sure you get these in line here. <laughs> and here, if here's a normal spine, say, with your head, nose, eyes, and a spine coming backwards, that's where we want our body to sit back here, where it should. If the spine is coming forward, it will make the spine very straight. And the problem with that is the bones are meant to cause normal motion in the spine. When the spine has a curve coming backwards, because that is where exactly with the joints on the top, two joints in the back of the spine, two joints below, they line up properly to sit that position and sit deep in the joint where it has the most amount of motion. Okay, like any joint in the body, the most motion is what you want to have. If you don't have that with the spine, instead of being curved backwards, is very straight, and at that point the spine comes up and perches and locks in play where it can move. That's this spine here. Okay, that can cause the spine to lock, which isn't a big deal initially, but over time it'll wear out what's called the disc. Okay, that disc in the, in the, between the bones acts like a washer, and that wash protects the nerve that comes through here in this hole. So this hole is where the nerve comes through that causes symptoms. Everything on the right-hand side you're reading there, the very right-hand side where it says the effects, that's where that nerve causes the effect of that nerve is all those symptoms there. Neck pain, headaches, arm pain, tingling, burning, things like that. Okay? So what happens if the spine isn't normal where it does come forward, lock up in a straight spine, that disc over time can no longer get fluid through there, so that disc will shrink and dehydrate. Okay? On an x-ray, it'll look very thin. On a model, it'll look like this, where it becomes very thin like this, where it pinches the nerve. Okay? Come on in. Come on in. How are you doing? Good. Grab a seat right over here if you want. Move this out of the way. Yep. But yeah, a lot of it is, how do we cause normal motion in the spine, every joint in the body, so the body can stay healthy? That's really the goal, right? Okay. Here's one for you, too. Any questions at the end, I can send you email, video, or answer anything in person. Do you have another kid? Yeah. I'll grab one for you. Here you go. There you go. So over here, too. Any questions so far? So we want normal motion in every joint of the body to where if my elbow is moving properly, the muscles around there are going to stay strong. The muscles are very on the underneath and upper are going to stay strong. If my spine, the same thing, if we lose motion here where the spine is very straight like this spine here, instead of being curved normally like it is back here, then that spine will lock up the muscles around there will weaken too. Okay, what muscles go around there? Rector spinal muscles in the neck here, here in the front, top of the shoulder trapezius muscle, and also rhomboids back there. Okay, we have to keep them strong because if they weaken, what happens to our body? Our body goes to an abnormal posture, hunching forward. Any questions about that? Okay, so what we want to do is make sure we have normal motion in the spine. How do we check normal motion in the spine? Normal alignment of the spine. Where it looks like this, or here. How do we know that? What's the easiest way to do that? Yes. That's the best way to change it and exercise and strengthen it. Yes. The easiest way to actually check that is to do an X-ray. Okay. We want to see the structure, right? My posture can be like this, but 
but I can have a normal spine. My posture can be like this, but I can have normal disc space in the vertebrae. I want to know what's causing this. Is it one vertebrae that's out? One disc that's the problem? One disc causing a nerve issue? Or can there be an old fracture that's waking itself up? So you want to make sure we're looking inside the spine to make sure we're not going to miss anything. Okay? That'll dictate if my posture is here, if my posture, what you see is here, and my spine's like this, it doesn't matter if I have arthritis this way too, it doesn't matter how many I do, it's still not going to go away. My body's going to go back to here. Hmm. We have to fix the foundation first, which is your structure, and then we can get the postures back to a better normal with exercise and stretching. Okay? Any questions so far? So how do you fix the structure? That's the next step after these other steps. I'm going to go over that last part, okay? But I want to focus on the causes first, okay? Other part is medication use. We talk about this, this topic is source of headache, neck pain and headaches. Can medica medication use cause headaches? Huge. Okay. So people that take medication for headaches, especially teenagers, they actually get headaches from the medication. Doesn't sound right, does it? No. Medication use for the neck, for the pain, if your posture and structure are like this, if your spine is locked up this way, you take medication. Will the medication fix your neck from here to here? Probably not. If it's a structural problem. Again, we want to make sure diagnosed and looked at properly. Okay? Medication, again, will block pain temporarily. You've got to find out the cause. What's going on inside the spine? Well, how do you check your posture? Is it back here where that's a good sign? Okay, my posture is here. Why am I still having neck pain? Why is that going away? Sometimes the medication changes where the pain is, but you still have the pain. Or if you go off the medication... It starts in the muscle and ends up in the tendon or in the nerves. Yeah. Or if you go off medication, the pain keeps coming back. Okay, I have a lot of iron workers and workers that do a lot of construction. They walk around in pots of pills all day. Because they're told, if you're sore, take another pill. They take two in the morning, two at lunch, two at dinner. You know, but that's what they're not. They don't know any different until they see us or someone else and go, okay, how do I fix the problem causing the pain not just the pain, okay? The next part is, how often do you exercise? And I've talked about the walking too. I have a great video on walking. How do you walk and how often do you do that based on your stressors? If I have a job where I sit in a classroom all day as a student, 68 hours a day, I have to walk anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes a day to get exercise in there. That's why they used to require pee for an hour a day to, de to de-stress my body. If I'm in a chair all day long, my body or driving all day long, my body ends up, let's say I wake up in the morning, and I come down like this where I'm hunched over by the time I come home. We have to de-stress our body by causing motion, get our body back here, walking on our heels. When we're walking heel to toe, heel to toe, so our body sits here when we walk to count that stress of where our body's been all day. Whether you're driving, whether you're sitting, whatever you're doing. You can do other exercises too, but walking is the best thing. Walking is important because in your back of your neck, your hip and your ankle, you have what's called mechanoreceptors. They reset your posture every day. They see where your balance is and reset it, either setting it here or setting it here. So if you want to set your posture back here, you have to move those joints in the neck, shoulder, hip, and ankle to reset your posture back here if that's what you want to cause a better form, better structure. Again, by walking on your heels, looking at the trees, not the ground. Okay, I drive down Euclid to work every day. What I see is this. Yeah. That reinforces this posture. 
We have to walk like this, looking over our nose, down our nose to the ground to make sure we don't fall like this instead of like this. Whatever position you walk in, what position you're gonna lock your body into. So keep your body up looking down over your nose versus with straight on with your eyes. Huge, huge thing, okay? If I come forward and hunch forward when I walk, I'm weakening my back, my shoulder rotate forward here, my neck will tighten up, causing neck pain and headaches. Exercise is great when it's done in the right form, the right technique, right posture. One mistake you can make that I did was you can use a back brace. You can wear this thing. Huge. And, 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 and it's, it's fooling you because you really want your own muscles to be holding you back. <laughs> Unless you carry heavy loads. I've had a lot of UPS and FedEx employees I work with. They carry sometimes 60, 80 pound boxes. Doing that, great. Please wear that so don't hurt yourself. Not doing that, please take it off. People that go and lift weights that have to wear a weight belt, have to wear knee pads and knee braces to lift up 600 pounds. I don't know why you do that. I don't compete, so maybe it's a competition thing, but I'm not sponsored either. But if you need to do that, great. But realize your spine can hold so much load where it starts breaking down. It breaks down first by locking up. When it locks up, you'll see that spine straighten on the x-ray. You'll see that disc over time shrink where it does pinch the nerve. A lot of our load injuries occur from that, okay? A lot of it is, we talk about how often, how intense you work out. Do you work out to break a sweat, okay? Do you work out and go, okay, I'm starting to warm up and I'm done. Your body needs to load, where you do break a little bit of sweat, maybe a couple times a week, where the muscles actually get pushed, where they get stronger. They need the load, they need the push, so your quads in that position when you're walking, for example, you feel the lower back strengthen, you feel the quad straighten to hold your body up here where you might be a little tight the next day. The next morning is, if you work out during the day, the next morning is so important how you feel. If you work out enough, the muscle will be tight here, here, and maybe here, and just tight, not sore, not painful. If you're sore or painful, you have to find a lower intensity to start with. Intensity meaning how long you go for or how high a hill you climb when you walk. If you're doing weights, dropping the weight or lower reps. <coughs> Okay. Any questions about that? Yes. I walk up and down. Should I walk down and then up, or? I walk walking up and up and ending down. I do too. Come on, it's too painful to walk uphill. You want to take your break on the way home, right? Okay. No, I I just wondered if it mattered. Oh, it for me it matters mentally because I know okay I've climbed as far as I want to climb. Going home I can time that. Right. I'll I'll I ride my bike up to Mount Baldy. I ride a road bike, so I'll, I'll go as far as I can based on time getting to church. And now I know I'm home pretty quick. I'd rather rest on the way home than to keep climbing the way home. So you recommend uh, riding a bike? I like bikes. Me too. Bike gets the load off the back yeah. mm -hmm. and off the ankles, knees, and hips. Yeah. Yeah. Walking, if you can, is the better exercise. Because walking yeah. keeps keeps the load on your back to get the back stronger. Yeah. Biking is good for the legs and the cardio too. But the walking keeps your body strong here to handle the stress of sitting throughout the day. So maybe you should do both. I would do both. Yeah. Right. One day walk, one day bike ride. Right. Okay. One advantage to the bikes in the gym is that you can pedal them backwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. actually a right. good idea. Right. <laughs> it does work the hamstrings more too. Yeah. Or walk back from well, I was kidding a friend of mine who said, you're undoing all the good you just did. <laughs> that's one way to look at it, but it's not true. Sorry. <laughs> Any motion in the body is good motion, okay? Other one too is gonna be percentage of sitting and driving throughout the day. Can you adjust that for yourself? 
I have a patient that worked in Rancho. She goes to the city of industry every day. And she saw me about probably two months before she was going to quit her job. She was having heart problems. Couldn't sleep on a lot of medications. A lot of anxiety, too, because the drive from, it's from Rancho City of Industry was about an hour and a half in the morning, <coughs> work eight hours a day at a desk, and then drive an hour and a half on the way home every day. And she would eat dinner and go to bed because she was so exhausted, so stressed, so tired. My, my job was, okay, can I help you? Because she was a cardiologist, heart was fine. It was the stress. Okay. Part of what we talk about, too, in the forms, too, is how it affects the heart. When you're under stress, your, your heart rate goes up. You stay in a stress mode, being chased by a tiger, where you can't sleep. You, your, your stress levels are so high, you're, you're sensitive to everything. So my job was to adjust her for one, because she had a very straight neck, straight lower back, everything. Like working some exercise in her routine. She would leave at work at the same time, go to work at the same time. She would start walking about 15 minutes at lunch. She had an hour lunch break. Then half an hour. She felt better. Then she, 45 minutes in the full hour, she would eat her lunch during her breaks. 15, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 and 15 in the evening. Okay? And after that, she started walking when she came home because she had more energy. But she built it up over time. you got to find a way to counter that stress of sitting throughout the day. Whatever you're doing with stretching and strengthening has to be a combination of both. Okay? Have to work it. Physical activity is flexibility, strength, and endurance. We talked about walking, how it helps the overall body. How do we stretch the neck and shoulders? Good one to do is very simple, very easy. Find a corner of a wall, especially if you have tight shoulders here, your body's very forward. Find a corner of a wall, take one step forward in the corner, do two steps back here, hands about shoulder high, put your body obviously an even wall, where your body comes into the wall, hold it for 10 seconds, and relax backwards for five seconds. 10 seconds again, Relax backwards. That motion gets the body to open up the shoulders here and stretch the upper back here where it maintains and promotes that better posture back here before you do the walking. Okay, that keeps your body up here in this position. Okay, the more shoulders come back here, the more they're relaxed, keep the neck back here too. The more they tighten, the more they bring the head forward. You got to get our head back by working everything else around that neck area. Any questions about that? Does stress also impact your blood pressure? Huge. Huge. I've patient now, Rita. She's 66, healthy, healthy lady. She's a nurse. And she gets, when her neck tightens up, cause high blood pressure. The reason is here, I think on this form here. Can you find it? Right. Should be on the form. Yeah, high blood pressure in the first upper right column. Mm -hmm. Part of the nerve that comes from your neck is called the carotid, is called the cordicipity nerve. It goes into your middle ear and also your carotid sinus, which is your sinus in the front that draw, art, draw, draw blood to your head. When that nerve tightens up and stresses out, it causes arteries of vasoconstrict to make those arteries tighter so less blood pressure to your head. It's more blood pressure to your body. Mm -hmm. you know, so chiropractors, we affect the spine make your overall system, your nerve system work properly. That's our job. But by you maintaining a good posture, a good structure, and making sure your spine is normal, that makes our job less. I don't like to work too hard. I like to work, but you guys give me a lot of work sometimes. A lot of it is how do I make sure we give you exercise to do. Over time, we stretch the neck, then strengthen the neck and strengthen the overall body back here. So if we take an x-ray on you, 
take another one down the line two, three months, four months later, you see the structural improvement and you feel better at the same time. You have to get better habits and maintain those. Okay? How much we sleep is very important also because you sleep can affect headaches and neck pain. If we don't sleep enough, our body chemistry or our brain chemistry stays in stress mode too. You need enough sleep. How much you need, that's up to you. Some people need just four and maybe a power nap throughout the day. Some people need eight and they're good for the whole day. But if your body is exercising enough, the motion in your spine when you exercise causes nerves to go from your brain. Actually, let me show you this one. I like this one. This is a good circle. Okay. So you have motion. Okay. That motion will cause the nerves to fire to the brain. Nerves. Uh, apologize. I got C pluses on English all the way through even college. <laughs> it's disgusting. To the brain. Okay. Your brain goes to what's called the adrenals. It's a chemical response. It's a neurochemical. From the, from the adrenals here, they produce your hormones. Adrenals. Okay? They produce your hormones, which is hormonal response. Hormones go to your bloodstream. That goes basically to your body. To either cause more stress or less stress. So if I have, say, increased motion in the spine, more motion, those nerves fire the brain, they fire the adrenals to the chemical response, the better hormones are going to be their serotonin endorphins. <laughs> These are your happy hormones. Okay? They promote rest and relaxation. They de-stress the body. In those areas, this allows your body to stay relaxed. Not letting you see as complicated. It is the serotonin is good, but you sometimes have to take a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor to keep the serotonin from immediately dissolving and turning into another. If you're healthy, you don't need that. Yeah, yeah, right. The goal is to get healthy, right? I'm thinking how complicated all this stuff is. It's it is. That's right. I mean, realize I read books and sometimes just put me to sleep because they're so there's a, there's a lot of chemistry and neurology stuff that I took. But come on, you can't absorb all of it at the same time. Versus if you don't have, if you have less motion in your spine or your body or through your exercise, produces something through the nerves again, through the brain, the chemical response adrenals, something called cortisol and catecholamines. Again, this is no test, so just so I remember them. The catecholamines, I think. Okay. They promote better, they promote stress. Okay? I'll put pain and stress. Okay, they keep your body in pain, they keep your body stressed. So realize we need motion to keep our body healthy. In the spine, 70% of those nerves come from the spine. 
3% come from the body. So if the spine's moving normally because it has a normal curve in the neck, mid back or low back, great, you're on the right track. If it's not, then it's harder to maintain your serotonin endorphins versus cortisol, catecholamines. Okay? That's like chemistry, biochemistry, neurology 101 for you. Any questions about that? <laughs> Why did you leave out norepinephrine? I've, I've been taking a sip of serotonin norepinephrine. Yeah, you're, the yeah you're like the you're the guinea pig of Pfizer, I think. <laughs> okay, but realize if I and this is a good point too. If I take serotonin or or things like this as a supplement, what does your body do? It stops making it. Yeah. It self-regulates. It's like a thermostat. Okay, so if I take those medications. My body goes great, so I don't produce anymore. And now those the synthetic version versus natural, they affect your body in a different way. So when you start taking other medications, those other side effects in your body. The biggest thing you can do is move. Cause motion in your body. If you can move, please move, and your body will stay healthy as long as possible. You produce these things, serotonin is a derivative of that is called melatonin. That's your natural sleep aid. You produce throughout the day and builds up so when you fall asleep, you stay so you get the deep delta REM sleep where your body recharges. You wake the next day and go, great, I feel awake. So you don't recommend taking melatonin on a regular basis? It's tough because the doses they give you is five milligrams, ten milligrams. Yes, yes. You don't want to take more than one milligram at a time, maybe every few days or so. Because you take that, what happens? Yes. You stop producing it naturally. Because I have tinnitus and I find that yes. melatonin helps to reduce the effect of the it helps it helps yeah so take it on a regular basis everyone's different everyone's yes. different but if you take it long enough your yes. body requires to stay healthy have a patient who's taking 10 yeah if you try to get the five you can yeah. get the five yeah because his body can he can adapt to it right yeah. you know but a lot of it is what you can do on your own yeah. to make sure you do normal things here with your what you do <coughs> and what you can to make sure you decrease your stress on your body yeah. <coughs> Huge. We have to exercise more. Even when I fix someone's spine, neck, mid back, low back, take where the headaches, neck pain. Let's keep it away. Let's keep left. Let's keep life less exciting. Yeah. Keeping your body healthy on your own. The right things you should be doing. When you sleep, uh, the time that you sleep, the duration of sleep, <coughs> wouldn't that also impact? Yes. Cortisol and serotonin. Yes. Because when you have REM sleep pattern, you don't get to the REM sleep pattern. <coughs> you cycle too early. So say, an, I think it's I was re listening to a podcast earlier last week uh, by a gentleman who's a sleep expert, and a lot of it is you have an hour and a half sleep cycle. When you don't get the serotonin endorphins, or your body's under stress, you don't get that deep delta REM sleep. Right. You get you pass that. You stay more superficial. <coughs> your body doesn't shut all the way down like a battery, so you can charge all the way up overnight. So you wake up tired, sleepy, or non recharged my patients, our job is once we treat them, how's your sleep going? How's your sleep better? Because your nerves are calming down. You're producing more of this, that more spinal motion, versus here where your body stays stuck and stressed. That's the big picture. To make sure your body moves. If it can't move properly, put a video on our Facebook today and find out why it's not moving properly. If you have nerve pain, find out why. Uh, what we do is a non-medical approach as chiropractic. Some people don't know. We don't prescribe medication, we don't do medication, we don't do surgery. Okay, we don't do shots. We treat things naturally through adjustments. We move the bones here to cause the bones to move normally. So over time, as we move them, they adjust back to better normal down here with a normal curve again. 
and that abnormal disc which is herniated or torn or, or worn down can go from abnormal back to better normal because of the living tissue. Okay, that disc is a living tissue. It has blood supply and nerve supply to it to where it can get back to better normal. So I can show you x-rays on that. We do probably about four x-rays the last five months that have taken x-rays, re-x-rays to see the improvement is what we do. Medically, they can't do that without surgery. We want to do it without surgery. That's risk that way. That's scar tissue. Any questions? And how long does all of that take? It depends on the person. Depends on where you are. You here? Are you here or are you in between? Is there a worn out disc? Are you having nerve pain? What are you doing now to stay healthy? Can we incorporate some of that and keep that in there? Someone that's staying healthy now with walking with posture, they're having neck pain or arm pain or headaches. Maintain your activity level. It makes my job easy, and let's fix it while you're doing that. Because if you don't maintain your activity level gets so severe when you stop doing things, then you have to build the muscles again. You have the muscle atrophy you have to kick out. To build the muscle, that may take three or four weeks just to get the atrophy out. So especially with seniors too, the biggest thing is if you have a fall or injury, you stop doing everything. Because that's what you're told to do. Stop doing that. The problem is that ends you up from being a normal amatory person to a cane, to a walker, to a wheelchair. You have to avoid that. You have to find out what's going on immediately because your body's going to wear down quickly so you don't stop doing it because you stop doing something. If I stop moving my elbow, the muscle actually even within 24 hours start atrophying. More than a week, you're down 30%. More than two weeks, you're down 70%. For you to get down, it's hard to get back up. Once you get into a wheelchair, what's the chance of getting out of a wheelchair? 30%. That's, that's been there forever. But can you go from, yeah, I have a, I have a video I, I sometimes show with Rachel she came in, she was in a walker, couldn't walk, she had bad leg pain. Now, she had, she was doing well, she's doing well again after an accident. Now she walks without a cane or, or a walker 45 minutes a day. But it took her time to get that confidence up that she could be without pain and cause the strength to come back over time. Where her body's here now, not here over a walker, we're here over a cane. This position alone keeps your back weak and shoulders weak the whole time. You gotta keep your body up here, weight on your heels, Make sure your body stays here. To train your body, if you feel like you're here already, use a wall for balance. Start here first, look straight ahead, head up. Use a wall so your body feels like it's back on its heels to train that balance again. Train your body. If my body's here, just come back here about five degrees where you feel different and then work on that way. And over time, then get your body further up, up, and up. It takes four to six weeks to change the habit. You have to start and maintain that. So you depend on someone like me to take care of you all day. You want to make sure you take care of yourself. But it takes you doing it. And knowing that you don't have an injury, or if you do, take care of the injury so you get back to your normal again. You don't have the atrophy where it does break your body down. Okay. But a good note, you're here, you're walking around, now you're healthy, stay this way. Make sure these things don't bother you. Because now you know what they are. No longer ignorant. Now you know what it is, so make sure you take care of it.